you unless you slip in. But uh, at least we're having church. And it, it's amazing that the whole world has fallen into this. And I understand all of the complications of it. I understand the fear of it all. But when you look at the figures, it's really not that big a deal, except for those that have been affected by it. Then it's a big deal, of course. But to shut the world down, it just seems so strange in some ways. But I think it's preparing a world for something different than they've ever known or seen before. And they are being be blindsided by it. The Bible said that the Lord is coming as a thief in the night. You don't know when the thief is coming. He's not a thief. He's coming as a thief. In other words, you won't know when he's coming. That's why it's important to be in the house of God. Because the world is going to be taken by surprise that they've gone down the path that they've gone down. But we are not going to be surprised by the path that we have taken because we're walking with Jesus today. Praise God, praise God. If you would care to turn the book of Genesis chapter 1, verse number 10. We will also read a short verse of scripture from the book of Psalms 126 and 6. Verse 10, chapter 1 of the book of Genesis, And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together the waters called he seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind whose seed is in itself upon the earth and it was so and the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after its kind and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind and God saw that it was good the evening and the morning were the third day Psalms 126 and 6. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing, bringing his sheaves with him. Today I'm going to try to bridge the gap between these two verses of scriptures and these two lines of seed and I'm hoping that God will help us today would you ask the Lord to help us Savior we love you and thank you for your goodness today and know that you have given to us a great hope in the world that we live in today I pray that you'll touch our hearts with faith cause us to believe you more than we've ever believed you before work in our spirits and put something on the inside of us that will produce what you are to a world that's hungry for something different. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Praise God. You may be seated. <clears throat> Seed of itself explains a whole lot if you'll listen to what it really is saying. 
He said that everything would bring forth after his kind whose seed is in itself, yielding seed after his kind, which seed is of itself. Some have said and planted seeds from the pyramids that were thousands of years old, and some of those seeds germinated after being dormant in that place for hundreds of years. The Guinness Book of Records shows the oldest proven seed that germinated was a seed that was found in Masada, which is in Israel, one of the last stands that the Jewish people stood against Roman Empire. And some 2,000 years ago, that seed was left in Masada. Those of you that's been to Israel and have been to Masada, as I and others have, it's a barren place right now. In fact, it's hot when you go there. It's on top of a mountain. It's a, it's a mountain that several thousands of Jews went, final stand against the Roman soldiers who used Jewish prisoners to build a ramp all the way to the top of the mountain. To get there, first time I went, you had to walk a long road. Now they have a nice little gondola that takes you to the top. But they found seeds there. Dr. Sharon Shalen of the Lewis Bork Natural Medicine Research Center in Hagasa Medical Organization in Jerusalem planted one of the seeds that was discovered there when they had the excavation of Masada and it germinated and it grew. It's amazing the power that is in a seed, in a seed. Uh, There are some valuable seeds in life because not everything produces multiplicity of seeds like others. The Bermuda grass seed grows its stalk and then the wind catches its seed and it gets in your flower beds and Weeds seem to grow. The little, the little uh, uh, weeds that grow has its seed that the wind blows, and it just seems like why does the flowers not crowd out the weeds? It takes effort. My wife has been in the gardening business now and, and planting and cleaning seeds, uh, cleaning weeds and what have you. It's interesting to note that the flowers have to be pampered, but weeds seem to grow on their own. And so as I introduce this lesson today, I want you to know that there's some things that are more valuable than others that God has placed in our lives that we have to pamper and take care of and other things that just seems to grow anyway. Hurts, bitternesses can grow. It just seems like on its own. But the Holy Ghost is something that you have to keep renewed And spiritual things need to be taken care of. So as I try to bridge the gap between these two this morning, I want you to listen carefully. Because the thing that I want you to remember throughout our lesson today is that each seed has in it the ability to produce its own variety of species. It does not have the ability to cross gender doesn't have the ability 
to change into something else. In fact, the New Testament said if you plant wheat, you don't hope for corn, or you plant corn, you don't hope for wheat. Uh, you plant what you want to get, and that's a great lesson in itself to understand that what you do in life, you're going to produce something in your own life. Every seed has the ability to produce its own variety of species in itself. And the scripture said that from the very beginning. The book of Genesis <clears throat> takes a little trip, and it said these words in 3 and 15, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Some 6,000 years ago, there was a seed that was planted in both evil seed and wicked seed and good seed and righteous seed. And that seed germinates even today, for hardly is a child born that David said that it begins by telling lies. A child doesn't hardly know the difference between right and wrong. But because we are born in sin, a seed of sinfulness has been transmitted from generation to generation. And it depends on what you do to germinate that seed in your life. The book of Isaiah chapter 1 and verse number 4 said, All a sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel into anger. They are gone away backward. There are things that are planted in your mind by seeds of doubt that are planted in your mind by situations that you go through and that you arrive in. Seeds of confusion, sin, sorrows, bitternesses, hurts, wounds, and all those things will drop a seed in your heart that if you're not careful, you will cause it by your own cultivation, your own pampering of that seed. It will germinate into something that you will not be happy with down the road. I often have tried to help people realize that the decisions that they make today, they're going to have to live with tomorrow. Those decisions sometimes are hard to live with tomorrow, but seem so easy to make today. You can write people off today, and tomorrow you may need them and want them. There's things that you do that, that we relate to as a seed of evildoers that gets into our heart that begins to develop, and if we're not careful, it develops into a destructive growth or bush or planting that chokes out everything else to take you to the seeds that were planted in the four different grounds is a great illustration about how the seed grows in different grounds. But the major seed ground that the Lord spoke about that brought forth 30, 60, and 100 fold was good ground. So there's something about seed, and there's something about ground, and there's something about life. And there's something about the seed of a woman and the seed of evildoers and the seed of unrighteousness and the seed of the serpent that can germinate 
thousands of years down the road. One scripture that is a tormenting scripture in some ways says that <clears throat> spirit of iniquity will arise sometimes in the third and fourth generation. It doesn't mean that you have to participate in it. It doesn't mean that you have to let that seed germinate. But you need to take care of the seeds when it comes up. You need to chop their head off. You need to chop it to the ground and not let it grow in your life. There's no reason for you to live the life of your history tree or your families. You can cultivate righteousness and you can cultivate right in your life. He spoke of the seed of evildoers. I thank God today that there's still a church in the earth today that transforms lives and changes directions of people's lives and gives them new hope and a new direction and a new desire and it chops down the old, the old seed and the old growth. All my sins are forgiven. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I don't want the seeds of evil doing and unrighteousness to rise in me. I don't want that which was corrupt and evil in the nature of man to live in me. I want something better to live in me today. I want a seed of righteousness. Oh, hallelujah. In the book of Malachi, chapter 2 and verse 15, and said, Did not he make one, speaking of marriage, yet had he the residue of the Spirit, and wherefore one? He said, two people come together and become one that he might seek godly seed. That he might seek godly seed. I can't stress enough today that we need to raise our children in the house of God. And we need to make sure they know what it is to worship the one true living God. And that they need to know what it is to be baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I'm sorry, world. We're still Pentecostal. We're still apostolic. We still believe something is placed in our spirit by the hand of God that the world cannot damage and the world cannot destroy. I have something in my life today that nothing in this world can take away. I'm living for Jesus because I love him because of what he placed in my spirit as a little boy. I was born in sin. I was shaped in iniquity, as David said. In sin did my mother conceive me, as David said. But one day I fell in love with Jesus Christ and he planted something in my life and my spirit that changed my direction and changed my life. I'm in the house of God today, not because I'm a righteous person. I'm here because I am a sinner, but he saved me and he delivered me and he forgave me and he made me what I ought to be. And I thank God for my parents that raised us in an apostolic church. It's quite a history. My grandmother coming from England, standing in line to get on the Titanic when they shut the gate, coming to Canada, trans... Her, her, her religion changed from Church of England to becoming a Mennonite. Moved to Bakersfield, became a, a, a assembly of God while my mother became an apostolic. I was born into an apostolic home. I was privileged to baptize my grandmother in Jesus' name when she was 88 years of age. And she received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's quite a progression of truth. But when God plants something in your life, 
it may germinate years down the road. Don't be disappointed if you don't get what you want today in God. But plant that seed and let it grow into something that's powerful and beautiful in your life. Oh, hallelujah. If we could understand what happens in a service. You know what I'm doing right now? I'm going to plant some seeds of faith in you today. I'm going to give you a little touch of God's spirit that you can put in your heart and watch it develop and grow into something powerful. I'm telling you, God's looking for godly seed today. God's looking for something that will produce of itself something better than the world has given to us. Uh, Paul spoke that your prayers be not hindered in this particular scripture of seeking godly seed. Marriage couples ought to be able to pray together and thank God for raising their children, their grandchildren together. And take heed to your spirit, he said. Take heed to your spirit and let none deal treacherously. Let none deal treacherously. I'm telling you, you can deal treacherously against the seed of righteousness in your life, and you can chop something down that could produce something powerful. What about forgiveness? What about the love for one another? What about the hope that God has given to us that if you forgive, he'll forgive you? I don't want to harbor something in my heart that produces something evil or wicked. I want to get rid of it all and let the seed of righteousness grow in my spirit that I can be what God wants me to be. Genesis chapter 4 and verse 25. And Adam knew his wife again, and she bare a son and called his name Seth. For God said, for God, she said, for God, she said, hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. And to Seth and to him also, there was born a son, and he called his name Enos. Then men began to call on the name of the Lord. Oh, if we could start planting some seeds in our neighborhood. If we could start planting some hope in our neighborhood. I was waiting for my car to be washed, truck to be washed yesterday, the day before, and uh, I sat down, and a man just begin to talk, ask me what I did for a living. We had a great conversation, and we enjoyed the conversation. He went into the history of his mother, raising him to love people. He was a black man. We had a great conversation that our world needs to feel the love of one another. And we need to recognize that we have something better for our world than the world has of itself. The seed of evildoers and the seed of unrighteousness is coming up all around our world. But there should be another seed. There should be another voice. Don't be afraid to talk about Jesus. You don't have to carry a sign. All you have to do is live your life. This man recognized, he said, I knew you as a preacher. I knew you had something different about you. You let your light shine because of what is planted in your life, what God has given to you. Come on, church. It's time for us to shine in a dark world. It's time for the planting of the Lord to grow into a great tree that a world will recognize something better than what they have. Our world is not giving them hope. 
Our world is in confusion. Our world don't know where to turn. But I know where to turn. You know where to turn. I know when to lift my hands and worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. For he has given me hope in a hopeless generation. She said, God has given me another seed. When you look at the time of Noah, it was required of him to bring into the boat two of unclean, seven of clean. And the scripture said in verse 3 of chapter 7, to keep seed alive upon the face of the earth. I'm trying to make a trip between the seed of a plant and the seed of the woman that God put into the human race. And I hope I can make that trip with you today. Let me take you to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 10. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. I'm making a little trip today in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 10 that when the preaching word goes forth, it's a seed that's got to be planted in your spirit. That's why you listen. That's why you respond. If you believe it, it's all right to lift your hand and shout amen. If you stand for righteousness, it's all right to stand for truth and worship God because he that ministereth seed to the sower both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. In every seed, it has the ability to produce in itself, in itself, of its own kind. It's time for us to start duplicating ourselves in somebody else. Our world, uh, hear me, church. Our world is looking for an answer today. What better time to see anybody in line? In fact, Sister Minnie sent me a, a text this morning about meeting somebody in line that used to come to this church, uh, and they wouldn't even look to, at her until she spoke to them. And then they said, my son still raises his hands uh, to worship God though we haven't been to church. And she invited him to be back in the house of God. You don't, you don't know who you're standing in line with that's hungry and looking for something. A seed was planted in that boy's life years ago that he said still he lifts his hands to worship God. I'm telling you, church, we have something better than the world in our life. We have something better than our world to offer somebody else than what the world is offering them. Verse number 11 said, being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causeth us through thanksgiving to God. For the ministration of this service not only supplieth the one of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God. Whilst by the experiment of this ministration, they glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ and for your liberal distribution unto them and to all men. What do you say? You take what you've heard and what you know and start putting it. In fact, Sister Shepherd wrote a great article. I read it and I thought it was an excellent article. You might ask for it and let her give you a copy of it. A great seed planting opportunity that you could handle and give to somebody else. When you give them hope, they're going to see something different than the world that is hopeless. 
Do you realize our world is hopeless? Do you realize our world is struggling today to find reason for life? There is in the church a reason to live. There is a reason to be here. Oh, hallelujah. I must go on. And God said unto Abraham, let it, this is Genesis chapter 21, verse 12. God said unto Abraham, let it not be grievous in thy sight because of the lad, because of the bondwoman, in all that Sarah hath said unto thee, hearken unto her voice. For in Isaac shall thy seed be called, and also of the son of the bondwoman shall I make a nation because he is thy seed. Both sides of this equation, they produced their own seed. Listen very carefully. Isaac, Jacob, it should have been Esau, but it wasn't. It was Jacob, Isaac, Jacob. And the world knows today that they are hopeless and don't know where to turn. But I want to tell you that God has put something in the church today that's better than anything in the world. Here we are in the depth of David's worship. Was a seed planted because he was a seed of Abraham. It came through him. Emmanuel with us. God with us. The seed of Abraham. It came through the human race and it began to produce of itself. Of the seed of Abraham, Jesus Christ came in the lineage of Abraham and all the way back to Adam. But it was the seed that was placed in Abraham that caused, or the seed that God placed in Abraham that caused him to walk out of a world. His relatives, his family, his wealth, walk away from all of that and start looking for something better. Aren't you glad you came to church one day? Aren't you glad you lifted your voice one day? Aren't you glad you received something from God one day? Oh, if we could, if we could replicate and we could duplicate in somebody else what God has done in us. If we could take what God has given to me and put it into somebody else. I thank God for my children and my grandchildren. And I have some great children and grandchildren. Uh, got one and two grandchildren that are struggling with life. Uh, the other seed has grown and they don't know how to chop it down. And I pray by my example that somehow God will touch their spirit. Uh, but those of you that are in this house today, I want you to know that the heritage that God put in my grandmother, Rosa Frost, uh, is still in me today. The seed that God planted in my father in a barn in Turlock some 1917, some, some what, 103 years ago is still alive. There's something about the seed of righteousness. If you'll nurture it and take care of it, it will help you in this day that we live in. Jesus Christ came of the seed of Abraham, and that seed germinated thousands of years later into the humanity of Jesus Christ. He was born as a human None less than God with us in human form. He is not the second person of a triune Godhead. He is manifested in the flesh as God with us. Oh, hallelujah. And that seed germinated thousands of years later. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he himself likewise took part of the same, that through death, 
he might destroy him or destroy that seed, that evildoer seed that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lives subject to bondage. For verily he took not upon him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Everything to make him human in that seed. Everything to produce a human body. Everything to produce a human mind. So much that he hungered, he thirsted, he, he got tired, he got angry. He drove them off of the temple steps with a whip, but there was a kindness in him that drew them to him. Wherefore, verse 17 of the second chapter of the book of Hebrews, and this verse said, Wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people, for in that he himself hath suffered being tempted, he is able to secure them that are tempted. If you'll get this message today and you'll understand the power that is in you, you can help other people and help them out of the turmoil that they're in. Oh, hallelujah. I am perplexed in my spirit on one side today, but I'm hungry to talk to somebody else about what God is able to do in their life. Aren't you glad you have something to worship God for? Aren't you glad he picked you out of a world of sin and he cut down the seeds of unrighteousness and the seeds of evildoers and gave you a hope of eternal life today? You ought to shout with victory tonight that God has given you a reason to live for him. Let's make the trip. Let's make it. Romans chapter 9 and verse 29. And as Isaiah said before, except the Lord of the Sabbath had left us a seed. We had been like Sodom and Gomorrah. I don't know what that does to you, but that helps me realize that if I didn't have the Holy Ghost today, I would be just like those that are tormented in our world without hope. But God left us a seed God left us a righteous seed. God left us something that has the ability in itself to produce itself. I don't know what that does to you, but I would be a sinner of all sorts. But that seed was planted in me. The hope of eternal life. I would be just like the rest. Let me tell you, church, you would be just like the rest of the world. Had he not left us a seed. That's why we worship him. If it wasn't for the Holy Ghost, we'd be just like the rest of the world. We ought to be Pentecost today like we've never been Pentecost before. Except the Lord had left us a seed. I want to show you the anatomy of a seed. I can't tell you all that I should know about that seed. But if you look at that on your left-hand side is the position of the embryo, the remains of style and fused pericap of the testa. And then on the right-hand side, it begins to describe some of the things that's in a seed. 
Everything in that seed was to produce a life in a plant or whatever tree that seed would be. This is a particular grain of seed because everything is in that seed to produce what it should be, what God ordained it to be. In the book of Genesis, I read to you where he said the fruit-bearing tree would have seed of itself. It would bear of its own kind. This apostolic church ought to start producing like we've never produced before because everything in the seed is in the seed to produce what it's supposed to be. If God had not left us a seed, and let me tell you, everything in that seed that he left us has the ability to produce a Christ-like spirit in us, a real, true Christian life. That seed that was given to us will help us not be Sodom and Gomorrah, will help us not be the confusion of our world, will help us not be what the world is uh, because everything in that seed that God has left us uh, is has the ability to produce in us. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I wish somebody could hear me today. I wish you could realize what you have on the inside of you. Uh, it has the ability to help you become Christ-like. It has everything in its ability to make you like Jesus Christ and help you be what Jesus Christ wants you to be. I'm telling you, the seed of righteousness that is in you has the ability to produce something that the world cannot produce. Hey, it's time to live for Jesus. It's time to be in the church. It's time to be what God wants us to be. It's time to let us be a saint of God in a world of confusion today. All of this uh, in the book of, of, uh, of Acts chapter 8, verse 16. They, they came there. They hadn't received the Holy Ghost, but they had been baptized. And they prayed for them that they received the Holy Ghost. And a man standing on the sideline by the name of Simon the sorcerer said, Look at here. Look what's happening. I don't have that ability. I don't have that power. I don't know whether he went back into his tent into his hut, into his house, uh, and drew out some money. But he came back out and said, hey, that's so valuable. That seed that I saw is so valuable. I want to purchase it. I want to buy it. And, of course, the apostle said, perish you with your money. You have neither part nor lot with the kingdom of God. You can't purchase this with money. You can't buy it with your good looks, your good works. Uh, you cannot produce what God can produce in your life by your own self. You have to have the seed. Oh, if he had not left us a seed, we would be as Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh, that scares me. That frightens me. That if I do not produce and do not allow that seed to grow in me, what I can become. I refuse to become what the world is. I I refuse to let the seed of evildoers and the seed of unrighteousness grow in my life. I want something from God today. If he had not left us a seed, we'd be as Sodom and Gomorrah. I don't know what that does to you, but that frightens the daylights out of me. That makes me realize why church is so important. It helps me realize what is in me is more valuable than anything in the world. All 
All that is in the world is confusion. Let me go back to Abraham, but this in the New Testament, Galatians chapter 3 and verse 16. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not, and to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. I believe somewhere in the life of Abraham was placed a seed that thousand years later germinated into the life of Jesus Christ. He didn't speak about everybody else in the lineage of Abraham, but he spoke about that one seed, which is Christ. Can I tell you today, it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. If he had not left us that seed, we'd be in the streets like everybody else. We'd be confused like everybody else. We'd be in failure like everybody else. But I found repentance today in the house of God. I found the blood of Jesus Christ in the house of God today. I found the Holy Ghost in the house of God today. I'm so glad he left us a seed. I'm so glad to tell you that God gave us something that has the ability to produce himself in us. It's so simple, and yet the world makes it so complicated. Hundreds of years later, that seed germinated in the life of Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm here to tell you that somewhere down the line, somebody is going to know you as a saint of God, except the Lord of the Sabbath had left us a seed. Examine what is in that seed, the fruit of the Spirit, or is it the seeds of evildoers. What is in it? Of unrighteousness or the righteousness of God. Which seed are you going to let grow in your life? I'm telling you, you may have walked away from God a long time ago. You may have failed God yesterday. You may be in the house of God today only by his mercy and his love, of which that's my category. But I'm here to tell you, something in my spirit causes me to thank him that he left something in me that's better than what's in the world. Somewhere, we got to realize that that's going to bring us to a place. Brother Bradford just briefly touched on it. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 9. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit or by that seed that was planted in which is Christ. For the spirit searcheth all things, yes, yea, the deep things of God. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit on the inner man. Oh, if he had not left us a seed, we'd be like Sodom. And you, you say, I just felt that spirit rise up. You say, I wouldn't be that way. You don't know what you would be without the Holy Ghost. You don't know where you would be today without the Holy Ghost. I thank God he left us a seed. I'm thanking God that he left us the Holy Ghost. We don't just have a congregation gathering together. We have a well. We have an altar. We have a God. We have a Holy Ghost. We have a baptismal tank. We have everything to produce in you what God wants you to be. Why not just yield to God and say, okay, God, you put that in me. That's why I'm here today. 
I'm not at the racetrack today. I'm not at the bar today. I'm not somewhere else today. I'm in the house of God because something drew me here in the inner man. Romans chapter 11, excuse me, chapter 8 and verse 11. But if the spirit, if the spirit, the seed of Christ, if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, it is still germinating today. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. They placed those seeds in the pyramids for the dead king to eat if he got hungry. And they found that they could plant them and it still would germinate and grow. My parents, your parents, my grandparents, your grandparents, somewhere in Union Cemetery, some of my ancestors up in Hillcrest, my parents, some of your friends and relatives. That seed was in the pyramids in the darkness, quietness. But when they brought it out, it germinated and grew. The Lord of the Sabbath hath left us a seed planted in the ground six foot under. Morbid in a way, fearful to talk about it in another way. But the hope is that seed has the ability to produce itself. In the darkness of a cold, dark grave, at the sound of the voice of the Creator, all the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up to be with the Lord forever. If the Lord had not left us a seed, we would be like the rest of the world. Come on, church. What do you say we fulfill our calling and let the Holy Ghost dwell in this place today? For in a moment in a twinkling of an eye, a germinating seed in the ground will produce everlasting life. I don't know about you, but I want to love Jesus today. Had he not left us a seed, we'd be like the rest of the world. The hopelessness of the grave would still be on the thoughts and minds of our relatives that are there. We would be thinking, no hope. That's it. Life is over. It's gone. Oh, no, my friend. The dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up to be with the Lord forever. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Oh, lift your hands and worship him. Listen very carefully. Joel 1 and 17 said the seed is rotten under their clods. The garners lay desolate. The barns are broken down for the corn is withered. Brother Ham, who's preached in this church, pastors in Louisiana, has a farmer in his church. He bought some seed from Monsanto. It was altered soy seed. 
It was made to be resistant to Roundup. They realized that when they planted it, it grew, but it didn't have any strength to withstand the heat. It's kind of like sprinkling the masses in baptism, saying you're all baptized and you don't have no strength to do anything. They realized, well, you don't have to weed it. You can just spray it and kills the weeds, but the soy still grows. They had genetically altered the seed. What they did not realize was that it had affected the seed that is of itself. It killed something in the seed so that when the sun and heat came, the stalks were too weak and could not stand the heat. Oh, if you could grasp the lesson today. Don't take away from this glorious message. Don't try to water down this glorious message. So many have tried to do away with certain parts of the seed so that they could produce something, not realizing that the altered seed could not produce what it was intended to produce. So many are altering the seed today. Not around here, because we realize the pure seed, which is Christ in us, the hope of glory. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, if he had not left us a seed, we would be like the rest of the world. That ought to cause you to be in the house of God. That ought to cause you to worship him. That ought to cause you to rejoice in the house of God. Because he left us something that has power in itself to make us what we are. Oh, what a doomsday we live in. God's judgment day has come, it seems. But on the other hand, God has arrived I don't know about you, but could you just lift your hand to say you felt the presence of God today? The seeds that are in the world have become dead, rotten under the clods. Barns are deserted. Silos are abandoned. Crops have failed. Animals are not being fed. All in symbolism of this truth that somewhere, somebody has to have what we have. Somebody has to get a hold of what we have. Somebody has to Somebody has to be what we are. Somebody has to put some seeds out there. He that goeth forth we weepeth, bearing precious seed. Precious seed. Precious seed. Precious seed. You know how precious this is? This seed is not rotten today. Your seed is not rotten today. We have a lively hope. We'll go forth weeping, bearing precious seed. Precious seed. We will doubtless come rejoicing, bringing our sheaves with us. And as we sing today, I wonder if you can appreciate the seed that the Lord has left us we would be not like Sodom and Gomorrah.